crucifixion, fountains open deep and wide, through the floodgates of God's mercy, flow the vast and gracious tide, grace and love like mighty rivers, poured in from above, heaven's peace and perfect justice, kiss the guilty world in love. Hello, welcome to Mercy Poured Forth. My name is Shel Wagner. It is July 19th, 2022, and I am so glad that you came to join me today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and add to my stream the word that I've got for this morning. You know, um, the other day when I was doing Let's Talk Torah, one of the things that came up in our Torah portion is a name for Yahweh, which is Jealous L. And so that's what I decided to focus in on this morning is let's take a look and see what that means for us. So I put it here in the block script for Jealous L. We've got a Kuf, a Noon, and an Aleph, and then an Aleph and a Laman. So there, that's L. So we've got Kana, right? It, that's how it's pronounced, Kana. It means jealous, envy, zealous. Okay. Well, good morning, James, uh, James and Lee. Good to see you guys today. So I took it right out of our Torah portion, which was found in Deuteronomy 4.24. It says, for Yahweh is a consuming fire, even a jealous L. And I'm not quite sure what reference I had here in Psalm. Obviously, I messed up my document just a little, but I'm just going to look here at the pictograph. So we've got the Kuf the noon and the olive, and then the olive lamen. So the pictograph to me represents a word picture that says off in the distance, the generations that are going to be springing forth will be strong leaders of the, the lead shepherd, right? And so, cause that's L he is the chief shepherd. Okay. So, I saw a few things that I thought were interesting. When you, you look at John chapter two in verse one, we've got, if it's not the exact same Hebrew word, it is a very similar word that is used for the place, um, uh, Cana, right? In, Gal in, in the Galilee, where Yahusha does his first public miracle of changing the water into wine. So I thought that that was kind of an interesting connection there to that word is uh, it's involved with a wedding, right? It's involved with a, a bride and a groom. Okay. So then I saw also in Ezekiel 36 verses one and two, also son of Adam prophesy unto the mountains of Yasharel and say ye mountains of Yasharel, hear the word of Yahweh. Thus says Adonai Yahweh, because the enemy has said against you, aha, even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Therefore prophesy and say, thus says Adonai Yahweh, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side. 
that ye might be a possession unto the remnant of the heathen. And ye are taken up in the lips of talkers and are an infamy, infamy of the people. Therefore, ye mountains of Yasharel, hear the word of Adonai Yahweh. Thus says Adonai Yahweh to the mountains and to the hills and to the rivers and to the valleys and to the desolate waste and to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and derision to the remnant of the heathen that are round about. Therefore, thus says Adonai Yahweh, surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the remnant of the heathen and against all Edom which have appointed my land into their possession with the joy of their heart, with despiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. You know, let me see if this one goes on here. Okay. So going on this name of Yahweh, you can, you can see in that last verse where he's talking about you know, we can get really discouraged when the enemy is coming against us like a flood and we're having to put up with it. And it's in our faces all the time, you know, that there's you're just trying to serve Yah and 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 go on and do the best you can. And the enemy hates you because of it. And he stirs up others. And what he stirs up is jealousy, a jealousy that that others just want to stomp you out like you were a bug because they're so jealous of who you are and your relationship with God. It's that same jealousy that drove uh, Cain to murder Abel, right? It's the same thing over and over. And if you are serving Yah, you're going to experience this over and over. And it it's wearing on the soul. I can promise you it is wearing on the soul and hard to deal with on a regular basis. So you can see though, the long range is that Yah sees everything that's happening. And so I found a really interesting chapter here out of Hokma Shalomo, the wisdom of Solomon. It's in chapter one. It, it is wearing to the soul, isn't it, James? All right. Okay. So I wanted to read this to you because it talks about how he feels, what his jealousy is involved in this, right? So it says, love righteousness, ye that be judges of the earth. Now we don't think of ourselves like that sometimes, but the truth is that, that, that is what the position, our final position, you know, we're stuck in this time continuum, right? And we're stuck here until our course is done, but there's a lot more to come. And so we have to just keep that in mind that we're living out a very temporary thing. And even though that's really trying on our souls, sometimes it is temporary. So love righteousness, ye that be judges of the earth, think of Yahweh with a good heart and in simplicity of heart, seek him, right? He's like, Keep it simple. <laughs> Keep it simple in your heart. This is about your life. You have become my bondservant and your life is dedicated to serving me. No matter what anybody else does, no matter what the enemy does, no matter what people do, it your job is to serve me. So keep it to that sim simple fact. For he will be found of them that tempt him not. 
He's saying, don't come to me laying out, you know, your, well, if you'll do this for me, well, then I'll do that for you. That's not the kind of relationship that we have with Yahweh. We're not to tempt him. He can do whatever he wants. And we're to submit ourselves underneath his leadership. Because it says here in verse two, for he will not be found of them, for he will be found of them that tempt him not. And he shows himself unto such as do not distrust him. And, and so what's he saying there? He's, I'm looking for a people out of the fire of my jealousy. I am looking for a people that are sold out to me, you know, that, that trust me, no matter what their eyes are looking at, no matter how hurt their feelings get, right? No matter how other people treat them or how they get stomped on, trust him. That's what he's saying. For froward thoughts separate from Elohim. So what is that? When your thoughts are froward, it means that they are contrary. They've become malicious. They've become full of spitefulness, a desire to do evil. That's a froward thought. When it gets in your mind, you know what? I'm sick of this person doing this to me. And I wish I could do this and this and this to retaliate on my own. Those are froward thoughts and we're not to engage in them. We, we give up our rights for vengeance, right? We have to lay it down. Okay, because froward, those kind of thoughts will separate us from Elohim. That's what it says in verse three. And his power, when it is tried, reproves the unwise. For into a malicious soul, wisdom shall not enter. You know, that's important to know if we've got that maliciousness in our soul. And, and you can see it people that are operating even in ministry when they have behaved this way they may have all kinds of ideas and they may be doing all kinds of things and it may look good but if their soul is malicious they're not operating in the wisdom of yah and it will end up showing itself to be true for into a malicious soul wisdom shall not enter nor dwell in the body that is subject unto sin if you're sinning you know, by trying to get ahead and stomping on everybody else's head while you do. And all in the name of serving Yah, don't think he doesn't see it because he sees it. For the Ruach HaKadosh of discipline will flee deceit. He, he can't stand this lying and deceit. That's not his set apart Ruach. It will flee from the people who operate in this way and remove from thoughts that are without understanding and will not abide when unrighteousness comes in. For wisdom is a loving Ruach and will not acquit a blasphemer of his words. For Elohim is witness of his mind and a true beholder of his heart and a hearer of his tongue. It means there is nothing going on in my mind or any other human minds that Yahweh is not full witness of. He knows our thoughts. He knows whether those thoughts of you know, they're, they're going to come when someone stomps on you. It is human nature. The thoughts get across your eye. Well, I wish I could, but we have to catch ourselves, right? We have to catch ourselves and say, nope, not going there. This is not my business. This is Yah's business and it's for him and him alone to correct. 
right? He hears the words of our tongue and he hears this when it's ruminating in our mind. All right. For the Ruach Yahweh fills the world and that which contains all things have has knowledge of the voice. Therefore, he that speaks unrighteous things cannot be hid. Neither shall vengeance when it punishes pass by him. Right. His vengeance is Yahweh's. He decides how things are going to be meted out. He knows all things. For inquisition shall be made into the counsels of wicked men. There's a lot of wickedness taking place in high places right now and in low places too. <laughs> but Yahweh hears every bit of it, okay? For inquisition shall be made into the counsels of wicked men and the sound of his words shall come unto Yahweh for the manifestation of his wicked deeds. For the ear of jealousy hears all things, and the noise of murmurings is not hidden. Wow. You know, this Yah has an ear of jealousy. And when things are being plotted, planned, twisted, and against his people, he hears it. Okay, he knows and, and he is a well aware of it. And our job is just to trust that. All right. He has an ear of jealousy and he has said that we are the apple of his eye. He loves us. He sings over us and we are the apple of his eye. But then he gives a warning to us, right? Because it's easy when you're getting stomped on and you can feel it. It is so easy to want to take vengeance yourself, right? But he tells us, here it is. He's watching, right? Verse 11, therefore, beware of murmuring. It's like, don't let your own heart get into murmuring over this which is unprofitable and refrain your tongue from backbiting for there is no word so secret that shall go for naught and the mouth that belies slays the soul. He's like, you start letting that stuff come out of your mouth and it will slay your own soul. Seek not death in the air of your life and pull not upon yourselves destruction with the works of your hands. He's like, don't try to exact vengeance yourself. It will absolutely destroy you. For Elohim made not death, neither has he pleasure in the destruction of the living. For he created all things that they might have their being and the generations of the world were healthful and there is no poison of destruction in them, nor the kingdom of death upon the earth for righteousness is immortal, but wicked men with their works and words called it to them, right? They've, they've used their works and their words to call death and evil upon the earth. Okay. They've, they've reached out into the realms of, of the heavenly, you know, powers and principalities, and they've issued these decrees calling these things to themselves. And this is the world that we are in right now. And Yah is well aware of it, right? For when they thought to have it, their friend, they thought that somehow they had made this covenant with death, right? That was going to profit them, but death never profits, 
Okay. So here's what it says in verse 16, but wicked men with their works and words called it to them for when they thought to have it their friend, they consumed to naught and cut a covenant with it because they are worthy to take part with it. Right. It goes on in chapter two. It's really interesting. Right. So I had written myself a little note in my Bible. I do this. I, I have sticky notes all over the place. Right. Anytime I find something that I'm like, wow, this is really speaking to me. Um, so I had I had written in here was I was studying out this wisdom from Hokma Shalama. I wrote for myself, wisdom is the ability to discern between good and evil and all the little shades and nuances that approach good or evil. Pretending evil does not exist is naive faith, right? Things are, we're to operate in tove, in goodness, meaning we're to function according to our purpose. So when I thought about that functioning according to the purpose, this is what I saw concerning jealousy. So the name of Yahweh as our jealous L, okay, listed in Wisdom of Solomon chapter one. That's what we just read. But then on down to 2 Corinthians 11, um, verses one, uh, I think it's just one through three. Yeah. I pray you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. So Paul is speaking here, right? He says, for I'm jealous over you with a righteous jealousy. For I have espoused you to one man. He's saying, I've just tried to introduce you to one man. And his name is Mashiach, right? He is Yahusha HaMashiach. And so yeah, Paul was saying, I'm, I'm, I have jealousy over this. I don't want anything to interfere with this, right? Because I want you to be single-minded in your love and in your affections. For I'm jealous over you with a righteous jealousy. For I have espoused you to one man that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Mashiach. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Hua through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Mashiach. He's like, don't let the this, this simplicity, you know, that first love that we're talking about, Revelations talks about, right? We're to stay in that place of first love with him to where we are, totally enraptured by his beauty. So when these things of the world start to come in and these arrows from the enemy, take some time away, put everything on timeout, get alone with Mashiach, renew that first love relationship, let him pour out his mercy and his love upon you and be renewed and refreshed by it. For he is jealous over us and he does sing over us and he's got a great plan for our lives, but let that love mercy, his mercy soothe those feelings and those things that are, are dragging you down and are hard to bear sometimes in life because he does love us with a jealous love. So here's another one in Mark, Mark 15, 9 through 11. But Pilate answered them saying, will ye that I release unto you the king of the Yahudim? For he knew that the chief priest had delivered him for envy. I mean, this is exactly what happened. Yahusha's no stranger to the 
evil arrows of jealousy being shot because this is why the chief priests, they were so jealous over what he was doing that they wanted nothing more than to murder him. This is a jealous spirit. This is what it does. It says there's no room for anybody else. I must do away with that person. But the chief priest moved the people that he should release rather Bar-Abba unto them, right? So, I mean, they stirred up the people because they were so jealous of Mashiach. And Acts 7, um, starting in verse 8, says, And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Avraham begot Yitzhak and circumcised him the eighth day. And Yitzhak begot Yaakov. And Yaakov begot the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Yosef into Mitzrayim. But Elohim was with him and delivered him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Mitzrayim. And he made him governor over Mitzrayim and all his house. You know, Yah's jealousy over us is a good thing, right? It's our protection. It's a wonderful thing. Jealousy in the kingdom between someone else's position, it does nothing but bring forth evil fruit. And if you're a victim of that, just know, hold on, stay in there, get back to the simplicity of just serving Mashiach and trust Mashiach to make all things right. All right. I hope you guys have enjoyed that this morning. I hope it uplifts you and, um, brings you peace. Thank you everyone for being here this morning and I hope y'all have a wonderful day. On the mount of crucifixion fountains open deep and wide through the flood gates of God's mercy flow the vast and gracious tide Grace and love like mighty rivers Poured in and from above And heaven's peace and perfect justice Kiss the gift